Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of On the Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. This show is presented by Embassy National Bank. Uh, As I've said many times before, Embassy National Bank is a nationally chartered financial institution. Our deposits are insured by the FDIC. On this show, we'll discuss topics designed to help small business succeed because at Embassy National Bank, we are proud of how we help small business. I'm Joe Moss, your host, president at Embassy National Bank, and we are broadcasting from Subaru Gwinnett Studio. So we got a show today that I think will be a lot of fun. Uh, We are going to talk to Cliff Tillery. Hi, Cliff. How are you? Good. And he is the COO number two guy at a company called Make It Loud. And Cliff, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Make It Loud does? Wonderful. Make It Loud is a digital marketing firm, full service digital marketing firm that's been around since 2004, which in our industry is like starting in 1942. Uh, Most of the companies that we've been around with uh, or started with, I should say, are no longer in business. So we started as a web design firm and moved from there to do search engine optimization manipulating the Google ranks. Um, and then we do pay-per-click advertising, social media marketing, uh, some email marketing, but basically we meet with small to mid-sized business owners and help them figure out their digital marketing plan. You said something pretty interesting. A lot of the people that you started with in 2009 are no longer around. Exactly. What is that all about? That, I hadn't heard that before. 2008 happened. That was kind of the, the kicker for a lot of folks. Has the business changed that much and people not stayed relevant or what a lot of them no that's exactly right uh a lot of them you know were just they started the 2008 happened and there it seems as if there wasn't enough business to go around there was because uh what's happened in that sense is websites when we started were more of a luxury people were still using the yellow pages um they can't find them that now they can find them in a museum somewhere the yellow pages uh they weren't as critical websites weren't as critical but uh since then it's grown to be a point where you know a website is a critical piece of your marketing at this point so well back in the day when i guess it was 90 when did the whole concept, you got to build a website, get started. It wasn't that long ago. It was late right. 90s, wasn't it? Right, right. Um, well, when Al Gore invented the internet. That's right. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one day somebody's going to believe right? that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of those things that we joke about, but someday, you know, that's going to be on a test sure. for our children's, our Did grandchildren. Did he really inve- in- yeah. invent the uh, um, internet? Well, and again, that was it was a fad. It was, you know, people thought, well, is this internet thing going to be around? What is it? They really weren't um, conceptualizing how they were using it for, or they're going to use it for marketing in their business. Uh, when John started the company, and I jokingly talk about the time he started it, where he was sitting around with his four children and and thought, hey, you know, I'm a youth pastor. Um, I'm going to have to feed these kids consistently, so I need to do something that will earn income. So he contracted with the web design platform. And it was kind of a cool story. He didn't have a design background. Uh, he didn't have a tech background. He understood technology but uh, and computers and that sort of thing. But he really contracted with this platform and started building websites for mom and pops, uh, mom and pop businesses. And it grew from there. Uh, and th- when I came on board in 2009, uh, he had two designers plus himself. And in those days, we all sold websites and then designed what we sold. So that's really how I got started into it. And the thought was that if you built a website, all the all the traffic would come. 
Field of Dreams mindset, exactly. And I think we're finding out that it's nothing more than a little poster on the side of the road unless you do something with it. Is Correct. that is that fair? That's exactly fair. Uh, and too many business owners still have that field of dream mindset where uh, they don't understand that. And, and there's still a separation I find where people don't understand that marketing your website is the same as marketing your business. There's still a wall in people's mind about that. Talk about that a little bit more. Well, it's... It, People think it takes more to market their business, and they go off on a lot of the traditional marketing ventures. Uh, they and they leave about, the, me- the media alone. In some ways, I heard yes. a story about that the other day because the uh, auto dealers, some of these people spend as much as $100,000 a month advertising. Right. What they're finding is for 25% of that, they can do a whole social media and right. get actually more attention. Right. So exactly. The, the the days of you know the wild auto commer- the commercials and the radio ads and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you could do that. You used to be a DJ, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, like they're radio. gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're rapidly kind of going away. And and even this show, uh, people call me and say, "Why don't you get on the radio?" And I right. said, "Well, because it's too small of an audience." Right. You know, this is reaches so many more people if you do it this way. Right. Well, and it's it's it is it's a great way of reaching people. But um, some of the things that people are finding out and discovering is how targeted digital marketing can really be. For instance, if you take search engine optimization, uh, you know you're not interrupting anybody's you know dinner time with a phone call or anything like that. People are searching for you. You're actually a solution to a problem they're putting into the search box, and that's where if you show up well and you have a, a web design or you know well designed website. Uh, you're going to get that call. Or that All right. Clip. Well, let's talk about that because I think from what I hear out there, it, that's the whole what, that that's where the business is really changing. Right. Every people got really smart about that whole concept. So, um, all right. You, so you have a website. You have um, LinkedIn. You got a Facebook page. We can talk about those. You've got a a, a handle, Twitter handle. Um, you got all these things. You got an Instagram, but you still got to get the word out. Exactly. So along comes the search engine optimization. Talk a little bit more about what that means. Okay. Well, first of all, people call it SEO, and that's where people, you know, I ask them all the time, include yourself included, do you know what that means, search engine optimization? And what it is, Google hates it. It's, it's manipulating the search results. Okay. And when I say that, it sounds sort of malicious. It's really not. It's um, nowadays, you can do something called black hat SEO and white hat SEO. Black hat SEO is doing things like uh, keyword stuffing, putting a ton of keywords that aren't written naturally in your content. Uh, I saw one the other day where it had, uh, I think the, the point of the font was maybe two points font. It was well below readability. Uh, and of course, the search engines see that and they see a bunch of keywords in that low font that can actually get your website penalized and thrown out of the index. So there's white hat and black hat. Black hat's bad juju. White hat is essentially working to give Google exactly what it wants to earn a, a spot on page one. And that's really what SEO, good SEO is. Uh, it involves a lot of content writing. It involves um, labeling your pages correctly. Uh, it a lot involves- of mega, mega, mega tag. Tabs, tabs. Met, met, yeah, meta. Meta. Not mega. Those are big ones. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah. Well, come on. I'm an old guy. <laughs> right. You can have really big tags, but you really want them well written. I don't written. like really big tags. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but that's where keyword research is an important piece of SEO. In other words, like I said earlier, you're the solution to a problem that people are typing in. Uh, how they're typing it in is your keyword strategy. You know, you can find hundreds of searches a month difference between used cars and used car lots. Mm-hmm. Something like that, for example. Just plural singular keywords. Huge difference. Because when I talk to people about, uh, you know, at the bank, we're going to engage and we're going to do SEO, search engine optimization. Right. Automatically, they say, oh, we're just going to do a, some Google ads. Right. No, that's a different well, animal. All right. So let's talk about the difference between search engine optimization and doing or paying for clicks, I guess. Right. Okay. okay. Well, let's back up for a minute. When you have a website and you want to think about your your marketing as having a hub, your website is essentially that centerpiece, that hub, although there's a whole philosophy that, that people think social media is becoming that hub. And we can talk about that later if you want. But you have a website and the idea is that's your digital front door. You're wanting to get eyeballs through that digital front door. And if you, if it's well designed, you have a call to action. So you want them to call you or fill out a form or do something. Uh, so that's the idea. From there, you want to look at how do I have extenders to that website that uh, think about a fishing example where uh, the, the website's the boat and then everything else are the hooks that are baited for getting people back into that boat. Search engine optimization, as you said, is one option, and that begins with keyword research. Well, so does pay-per-click or the use of AdWords. The difference between them is that with your keyword strategy, once you have the words you want to focus on that have good search volume or or good conversion factors, whatever, uh, with SEO, you're trying to get those keywords to, for your site to rank. All right. With AdWords, or let's call it pay-per-click, you're bidding on those keywords. So it's more like an SEO eBay combination. So you bid on those keywords. And then when somebody types those words in, if you bid successfully, then your ad shows. And so that's where the more, and, and it's basic math, the more times your ad shows, the more likely you are to get clicks. And each time it, somebody clicks, that costs you money out of your monthly budget. But can SC, if you just do a plain vanilla SEO, that's going to be cheaper than doing the clicks. Is that correct? correct? Is it? Eh, okay. I say correct, but it depends on the industry. And here's the thing. Um, if Am you're I paying for these meta tags no. at all? Okay. Well, you okay. pay somebody to do them. Right. If you okay. want, if, if you so can do it yourself. somewhere. You, right. you can do it yourself. Right. Uh, and I've, I will work with people to help them understand what do-it-yourself SEO looks like. Um, but, you know, good SEO is expensive. I won't kid you because there's a lot to it. And we, I'd love to talk more about how people get ripped off with SEO because that's a huge problem and a, a passion of mine. Makes me kind of nuts. Um, nuttier, I should say. But pay-per-click is, is, a, is a different animal in the sense of you set a budget with Google and you know either you manage that campaign or you pay somebody a percentage of that monthly budget to manage that campaign. And you're really trying to rank those ads on page one. Okay. And there's differences. Uh, Google has just changed the the algorithm for pay-per-click where there used to be side ads on a search result. Yep. Those are gone. Now it's just like three at the top and three at the bottom. Okay. Like the end of an inning, three and three. But if you've done your, if you've done your work right, then you're just going to appear hopefully on the first page of this Google search. That's the goal. Exactly. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about the hierarchy of Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, website, Link, uh, did I say LinkedIn? Um, what's the other one? Pin, Pinterest, Pinterest. I don't even know what Twitter, that is. Instagram. Yeah. All right. What's the hierarchy? What are they good for? What do you, you know? 
Well, let's, let's start with this. They're all social media sites, and they're really the purpose of all social media sites is to engage in a conversation or network with your potential prospects, your potential customers. Um, I, to me, social media is no different than going to a networking group, shaking hands, and talking to people. Uh, you want to say interesting things. Uh, the more interesting things you say, the more likely you are to engage that person, and and hopefully the, they would engage back, and you end up forming a relationship that's profitable for everybody. Same concept except electronically. Now, that's that I just defined all of them in a very general way. The difference between each individual channel is really the style of communication and and the kind of the the rules of that community, if you will. Ideally, you want to match your business to where those your your customers are. So with Facebook, I think it's like the last percentage I saw something like 80 to 90% of adults have a Facebook page. So, who, you know, where's your target market? Facebook. Okay. But the, that's the good news. The downside of that is Facebook is a pay to play environment so that when you post and you have a hundred likes, 5% of that people roughly see that post. That's not a great exposure. So Facebook has recognized that or they, they've changed that algorithm to the point where it's a boost. It's a pay to play environment. So you boost a post or you can boost your page or you can pay to boost whatever. And the, the the positive part of that is you can target your target market very, very specifically. But even then, engage. Facebook is really more of a social network. And there are a lot of people that really yes. don't want to deal with business right. on the social network. Well, or is that changing? It, it hasn't really changed. It's really, the way I look at it is uh, back in the 1800s, uh, you and I would be sitting around a stove, a stovetop, you know, belly oven or stove, whatever. I can't even picture it now, but we'd be at the store sitting around that stove, smoking a pipe, talking. Eating peanuts. Right? Eating peanuts or drinking a beer or whatever. And that's. No, because back in those days, uh, you know, the Southern Baptist crowd didn't drink. Right. So, so it would have right. been um, boiled yeah. peanuts. Right. And pretending okay. not to drink beer. Right. Um, right. Uh, where women would have their social circle or sewing circles, whatever. And it's the same exact concept. On it's up now. It's called Facebook, and that's the we're, we're social animals, and so that part's not going to change. Uh, you and I both recognize if your best friend tells you that he got a great deal on us on an XYZ product uh, at Joe's Bar and Grill or whatever, you're more likely to be interested in doing business with that that vendor as well. Sure, and that's the same principle of social media. But by the same token, if I'm sitting around the pot belly stove and I'm eating my peanuts and it's a rainy day. I don't know that I want to hear about business. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, um, all right, so LinkedIn. But, it, let's but it's talk, a part of life. Sure, what, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It, it's I, kind of the business it is. piece. It's more, and, and think about it this way. When you have, and I'm going to go back to Facebook briefly. When you have a personal page, yes, it's all about social and about personal. When you have a business Facebook page, then it is about business. And people do, inter, they, they mix the two. With LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn used to be all about finding a job. Um, now that's still a part of it, but more or less, it's more of a prospecting tool. Uh, it's a it's a place where you position yourself as an industry expert. And that really is also part of the goal of your social media strategy for a small to mid-sized business is positioning yourself well. So you have a personal page as well as a corporate page. Correct. So the corporate page, or either case, you're kind of building your brand, whether it's your personal page or whether it's right. the corporate page. And you do that by putting information out there that's helpful. Right. And you may be your brand and that's fine. So that, you know, you can maybe find just with that. Uh, and that's although, doing it. although, um, 
there are folks out there that will tell you that LinkedIn is becoming much more social. It is, and some people are mad about that. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I've uh, seen posts where people say, hey, this isn't Facebook. And it's interesting how the community, like all communities do, structures itself in a way that uh, the community has to define it. All right, and then uh, let's talk about pet peeves on LinkedIn just while we're here. All right. <laughs> um, if you don't know me, don't endorse me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um I look at that and I scratch my head and, you know, so-and-so has endorsed you. Right. You don't know who I am. Right. And endorsed you for something just like underwater fire prevention or something. You know, you're like, wait, wait, where did that come from? (laughs) Have I done that? Right. Yeah. I guess that one time on the boat. I don't know. So, anyway, that's my pet peeve. But I guess that strategy is used to hopefully I will get interested if you have if you have endorsed me it is yes okay. and i and i said oh okay i'll endorse you now right and there are there's a whole different strategy that you can apply to linkedin that you would with facebook that, that you know just separates the two for instance linkedin has a place where you can literally post blogs uh and they can be long form they can be middle or short whatever uh but it is a way of capturing attention and getting yourself positioned in a way that uh, will get comments and get more uh, eyeballs essentially to what you're wanting them to attract them to now where does google plus play in all this i understand that you got to use google plus to get your seo working correctly you don't have to use it it's a smart move because at the end of the day, Google's very narcissistic and they want you to play with their toys. Uh, and it's a different animal in the sense when you log into Facebook, you log into Facebook and their platform. When you log into Gmail, you log into a host of tools, uh, email, social, uh, you know, there's maps. a host of maps. Exactly. There's a host of of tools that, that Google has. Facebook would love to be Google in that sense. Well, I think um, Google is brilliant but uh, well yes and and we all should bow to the gods of of skynet because terminator's coming um and google is at, at the head of it um but yes gmail is funny because they've taken some real hits they've initially uh came out and they were identified as the google's effort to be facebook um that was never really their intention but it is the social component to and even professionally social component if you will uh of that platform of the massive tools that the google, google plus is right so um, you're basically playing nice you are uh, but at the same time you're right in the sense of google has to go challenge go go i'm sorry uh go uh crawl facebook linkedin all the other social media channels when you post on google plus you're feeding the 900 pound search gorilla content to rank potentially right off the, the bat so or do they give preference to the google plus stuff well Yes and no. No, if you're not logged into Gmail. Okay. Or or I should say, yes, there is preference if you're logged into Gmail. If you're not logged into Gmail, then no. No, you have to compete with all the other things that are in that particular search search box. So go to Google Plus through through your Gmail account. Right. And if you're a business, you should have Uh, a, well, they change it every two weeks. It feels like a Google, my business, my places, my business places. So yes, you should have representation for your business on Google. And by the way, the Google business account package, kind of nuts what you can do with that. (laughs) It is. Yeah. You can make yourself look like the biggest corporation in the world. Right. And you should absolutely complete that profile. Sure. Um, Absolutely. You're listening to Cliff Tillery uh, from Make It Loud, and we're talking about 
I guess the next generation of social media and websites and where all this stuff is going. And um, Cliff, I guess when you started, you mentioned that a lot of the people you were in business with in 2009 are no longer there. And um, I, I found that self uh, fascinating. And then I then we were re, uh, remembering that uh, the website just kind of got cranked up in the late 90s. So here we are only 2016. Now we're talking about search engine optimization, which is, is the, the new thing. Is that is that right? It's not new, new, but yes, it's it's one of those things where you can now position yourself as the solution where people are searching, uh, and that's where you're trying to get those clicks. And a lot of people focus on the ranking. I got to be page one, position one. Whereas I hope business owners understand it's not as much about the ranking as much as much as it is about how you stand out on the page one. The joke is Jimmy Hoffa's buried on page two for most searches. So that's not going to be real helpful. But in page one, you want to stand out. So, you know, if it's uh, HVAC, 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 hey, we'll make you cooler. <laughs> okay. That stands out. Yes. Okay. That's, that'll get more clicks no matter what position you're in. How many people go when they do a search will move off of page one three or four at least <laughs> <laughs> is there is it is it half of us is it 25 percent of us it, you know it depends on the search so that's that's do you do it do you go to page two well i do all the time because i do a lot of well, organic spot business. checks yeah right so i don't i'm a biased but sample. i find page two is getting largely irrelevant yeah a lot of, a lot of it is it really does depend on what you're looking for because when you search something there's three different algorithms on one on page one uh typically there's the pay-per-click algorithm there's the map listing algorithm and then there's what we call organic or natural links natural links get the majority of the clicks roughly and don't quote me on this roughly about 70 percent pay-per-click is about 30 percent roughly um, and it just depends on who you ask for where you get those numbers but it gives you an idea map listings is sort of kind of a big shrug as far as how many people actually click on those. Uh, again, it depends. If you're looking for auto repair, you know, nearest you, if that's what you actually speak into Siri, um, then somebody that has, you know, auto repair near me on their website is more likely to click up or, or click on or be there if they have that in their website or they're in their address. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? <laughs> I see you glazing well, over now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm sitting here, you know, what do you, uh, some of us old, old farts that are out there who are used to trying to get their name out there this seems like a almost get rid of everything you've ever done and just focus on this well yes and no um i wouldn't say get rid of everything you've ever done because you know traditional marketing isn't dead uh it depends again on what you do uh and that's where you want to look at a holistic approach to marketing and look at the traditional pieces that make sense, like mailers. Okay. Mailers, you're lucky to get a 1% return rate. You should be dancing in the street at 1% uh, return rate. And you're uh, getting paying four bucks per mailer. Right. So it's all about that ROI. Some things are easier to track than others, but um, that's where you got to look at, okay, you know where people are going. People uh, Just today I heard on the radio that people look at their phone 80 times a day on average. Okay. I don't I know if that number is real, but most people do look at their phone the first thing when they wake up and the last thing before they go to sleep. So what are they doing on the phone? They're searching. Over half of the searches now are done by mobile phone. So, Well, our big product now is um, our big product at the bank is SBA lending. Okay. Right. And there are in, in 2015, there were $1.3 billion worth of SBA loans made in the state of Georgia. Wow. 
80% of all of those loans started with a web search. Okay. Right. So, and if you build that onto the fact that the page two and three is starting to look largely irrelevant, then if you really build your search engine optimization, there's a good chance you can end up on page one. Yeah. No question. No question. And now one thing that people don't understand is Google's algorithm is very complex. And, uh, you know, only Google knows what all those elements are. Uh, people think and they change. It changes, but yes, it does. But the, the, what changes is what's weighted, what's emphasized. Because if then when you Google how many things are in the algorithm, you'll find a lot of people that talk about 200. There's more like 400 issues or elements. So when you have a website, you want to look at about 400 elements that you know are all checked off. No one's going to get all of them. Okay. So what you think about is which ones weigh the most: metadata, uh, you know, page titles, meta descriptions. Those are weighted pretty well. Content is weighted pretty heavily. So if you're writing for the search engines, you're going to lose every time. If you're writing for the people that are going to call you, you've got a good edge already. Uh, and that's one thing that, again, search, good search engine optimization is about giving Google what it wants to deserve, to, to earn the, the page right, one. Now, you're telling me that I guess Google is the number one search engine. That's right. But you still got Bing out there and some of these others. Do people use all those things still? Uh, or? The, the recent numbers I've seen is in the United States, Google's about 70% of all searches. Okay. Bing is about 20 and Yahoo is for sale. So if you're interested in buying it, go ahead. Make a bid now. I saw it at a yard sale over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, someone's saying, well, maybe I should buy this. And no, we're not going to do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's not the best investment. <laughs> um. But I guess my I guess where I'm going with this is if Google has the ability to change the search engine, it's kind of scary where it may send you and who's making those kinds of decisions. Right. Yes. And Google hates SEO. And I mean, it's a really a war of nerds, SEO nerds versus Google nerds. And I'm going to go ahead. Because and the, the SEO guys are trying to outwit the Google nerds. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you right up front, the Google nerds are smarter. I mean, they really every are. day. Oh my gosh, they're so much smarter. <laughs> so I mean, it's it is a battle that way. But that's where you kind of have to join the, the whole process, and in, in the sense of when what does Google want to put on page one? Google has always said we want to put the best results humanly possible. So that's where you create a website that is the best that you can humanly possibly do. In fact, um, we have a retail spot at Make It Loud, and we get a lot of people that walk in and they want to talk about search engine optimization because they've heard about it or they understand it theoretically, whatever. They come down and, and there was a, a month where I had, you know, I think five people come in uh, just one week and they sat down and I said, great, let's look at your website to a person. Every one of those websites I would not take on as a client because it was horrible. Technically, it was bad. Content was bad. And I basically tell people, look, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tell you your baby's ugly, but but you're spending the money in the wrong spot. And, and, and several of them got mad at me. And I said, listen, my job here when you walked in is to try and help you make the best decision possible for your marketing dollar. And what I'm telling you is that you don't need to spend any money on SEO. You'll be wasting it. You can, you know, maybe get some lift, but you're not going to get enough lift to where it's worth covering the cost because of SEO. Google nerds are looking at your website and going, ugh. Yep. 
Yep. And I showed them. Uh, one of them had Google Analytics, and I showed them the data and the, the, the three major metrics that told me this website is a clunker. And one guy got mad, and he said, you mean you're not nobody on this town is going to take my money to do SEO? I said, no, no, I'm not saying that. Lots of people will take your money. Sure they will. But you will not get results. And then you'll be very mad, and you'll think SEO is a, you know, a dumb marketing tool, and it's not. All right. So let's take this back to the dark ages. If you want to have people look at your house, you better make it a nice house. That's a good thought, wouldn't you think? But so many people, well, and, and here's the issue. So many people are proud of their own website and they don't understand that the website's not for them, the business owner. It's for the clients that they serve. Correct. So if the clients look at this website and gasp and run away, well, that's that's just not going to go well for their whole business plan. Well, you're, we're talking to Cliff Tillery from uh, Make It Loud, and we're in this whole subject of digital marketing and websites and Google Plus and Facebook and da-da-da-da-da. And, and I think you're hitting on some really basic, but, I mean, they're kind of duh concepts. You know, make the website about the customer. <laughs> you know, and your job like Just this show duh. is to educate the customer. Well, you right. know, what you, you need to educate the customer because that's what they want. You know, if if you're a window cleaner, don't just talk about price. Talk about why you need clean windows. Right. <laughs> and uh, and the Google nerds will pick that up. Right. Well, in, in digital marketing, when we talk about that, people kind of don't understand all the pieces because there are a lot of pieces, potentially. They don't all have to use every piece. But when we the mistakes we see a lot of business owners make is they'll try the do-it-yourself route. Okay. Uh, or they'll try the college kid route, um, which a lot of co college kids, and we joke, we get a lot of calls from clients that they're, they say, my web designer went on vacation in the Bermuda Triangle. I, I have no idea where he is, but he's not returning my calls. Uh, that's the benefit of having a retail spot is we joke about being a local throat to choke. Uh, so they come in and they sit down and they talk to us and they feel better because they know where to find us. Sure. And they know we're not going anywhere because sure. we're paying rent. Hopefully you'll be staffed when they need you, right? Right, right. Well, we always have somebody in, in, the, in the office. So, um, but it, Or, <laughs> or we're, you know, someone could be uh, a very proficient at Google business and you got all these phone numbers calling from all these different places but right. it's one person right 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 <laughs> well the problem is they want to save money on their marketing which i get i totally get but the problem is that it it doesn't have legs uh for example some of the free platforms that a lot of people go to um one of the people that i mentioned earlier that came in and sat down with me about seo had one of those free platforms and i showed them how to go and look at their code on the back end of the site and it was so code heavy uh that Google would look at that and go, that's a spam website. And when I explained it to them, they went, oh, okay, I get it. So that's one of the mistakes that the new new business owners make is they go cheap and they don't understand why that's a mistake and it ends up hurting them later. They pay a college kid X amount for a website and then they end up having to get another one down the road pretty quickly. So, um, Oh, man, this is – I guess what I've uh, – the other thing I'm taking out of this is uh, – the whole concept of the Google nerds. So, you know, you <laughs> get in the head of the Google nerd <laughs> right? and your SEO is going to work a lot better. Yeah, you remember that guy right? you stole lunch money from in, in high school? He's the Google nerd. He's now running your digital marketing. <laughs> so be nice to him now. <laughs> well, and, and here's another question I ask, uh, I've asked before. Can you get too invested in social media and forget about some other types of marketing that really need to be done no question and and the issue with social media is we have to keep it 
what it is. Too many business owners try to make it, you know, if I buy a dog, I, I don't need to treat it like a giraffe. Okay, it's a dog. And and social media is not a dog. I'm not saying that because I love dogs, by the way. But social media is not all about sales. It's about engagement. It's about attracting people. Introduction. About what? Introduction. Absolutely. No question. And the goal for most social media platforms is to get that face-to-face. We meet electronically, and then hopefully we meet face-to-face, and then hopefully you pay me a lot of money to do whatever I do. Um, that's the goal of social media. But too many people try to sell, 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 and that's one of the, 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 the newbie mistakes you see on social media, or they just talk about themselves. Um, that's a mistake that a lot of social media uh, newbies make. Uh, so that's really not the goal for what social media is all about. Get back to the old tried and true, uh, pick up the phone and call somebody. Right. The the whole telemarketing thing? Well, no. I mean, just if, if you know somebody and you want some business, oh, yeah. pick up the phone and sure. see if you can have lunch Wait, with them or something, you, you right? You mean my smartphone dials? Wait a minute now. So <laughs> I go, please call. <laughs> anyway. I know. When it rings, it shocks me. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, I always like to talk about mistakes that you see businesses make what are some good mistakes that people make well one is investing in seo with a bad website that's one of them that i see oh too too often the another one is pay-per-click uh pay-per-click we teach people this all the time at our our free boot camps and um and at at the chamber in our talks Um, i give you i'll give you a formula for pay-per-click that's really short and simple if your average client is equal to or greater than 500 bucks, which would be a good monthly budget for pay-per-click or AdWords, then it's it's a viable marketing opportunity. We had somebody that came in who sold a product for 19 bucks uh, a piece, and he was dying to do pay-per-click. And we said to him, no, the math is upside down because you're going to have to climb out of a $500 a month hole in order to break even. And we're pretty sure you're not in the business of breaking even. And he looked at me like, well, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Let's start. Let's do that over again. So basically you want a one-to-one relationship between the unit price of your product and the amount you spend on Google clicks. It's a good start. Uh, Google, anything less than $500 a month, Google really isn't going to play well with you uh, in terms of AdWords, okay? 500 and up, if one client is worth that, then that's obviously a viable marketing opportunity because you have to earn one client in order to make your money. Two clients to really, you know, do well. you're going to pay... If they click or not. I mean, if they, they click, you pay. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you're going to pay, but the, the way that works is you think about what the cl- each click costs you. So let's say each click costs, for convenience sake, 10 bucks. The average ratio that Google gives you is about five clicks equal one phone call. All right? So that's 50 bucks for one phone call. Okay. You know, again, make sure the math works on that. Uh, if you're a septic and sewer installation guy, which is an example we've we, I use all the time because we had a client do that. He did $500 a month. Um, he was doing four to six jobs a month before that campaign. He did 16 jobs the next month, uh, 20 jobs the month after that. Then he got divorced because he was working too much. I hate that that story ends like that, but it's just a true story. <laughs> but anyway, he was using, and the fact that he was a uh, septic tank plumber guy, he was obvious his average ticket's a lot more than 500 2000 a piece. Yeah. Right. 2000 a pop right, per client. Right. right. So at the end of the day, it does work. Right. You just got to be smart about it. You do. And and keep in mind, Google makes about 90% of their money from AdWords. And they're not they're not hurting. I don't know if you read the papers, but, you know. Well, I happen to be a Google shareholder. There so, you, you know, I'm so, kind of invested. You're rooting. I got it. So that's, uh, you know, there are restaurant equipment companies that are putting in 
you know, a hundred thousand a month on pay-per-click, but they're pulling out 300,000 a month. So yeah, again, make sure that you're marketing whenever, whatever you're marketing, make sure your their math works. Same for SEO. But for the small business owner, you know, you, you still got to have that nice website. So don't get, don't get offended if someone says your website would, I did my own website because, you know, it's really simple. I got Microsoft publisher and I did my own website. Right. Well, no, don't be offended if someone says it's not going to work right. Well, and a lot of business owners, again, going back to the mistakes, they, they understand that they want it to be pretty. And aesthetics are huge. That's a major part of a good-looking website, but it also has to be conversion-focused, and it has to have a call to action. When I do re- website reviews, um, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see. Uh, I ask them, what do you want the browser to do when they get to the website? And they say, well, I want them to call me. And then I say, well, wouldn't it be great if the phone number was on the homepage? <laughs> and most of them go, go! And that's one of those, you know, head slapping moments. Um, you know, so that's a big mistake. The other piece is if nowadays, if your site isn't mobile friendly, because so much emphasis now is on mobile, then your competitor sites are mobile friendly. You're absolutely leaving money or on the table. friendly or whatever. Well, and right. that's a completely different concept, completely different design. Right. It, well, it, it, it is design, and it isn't. But it, yeah. yeah, from a coding standpoint, you have to code it where it's called responsive. So right. it will shift to whatever device you look at it. Right. But last April, Google said, hey, if your site isn't mobile friendly, your site can wave at all the other sites that are going ahead of it uh, on the way to page one. That That's how that works. This sounds like, a real challenge to the small business owner, something that they really need to take some time and think about it before they jump into it. And how does how does Make It Loud help with that? You do some stuff with the chamber. We and do. Yeah, we do. What um, else do you do? We do the speaker series. We do free boot camps once a month. Uh, the topics are on our website, um, except John's. He's about to put his topics on there. I've been bugging him about it, um, the owner. Uh, but the other thing we do is when I meet with people just to talk to them about their business, uh, when they if they express any kind of interest in web design or any aspect of their digital marketing, I sit with them and really, really ask them questions about what they do. Um, we have a whiteboard in our office, and I typically draw um, – all components of their digital marketing. So where um, a lot of folks may not do business with us, but after a conversation with that, uh, they walk out with a digital marketing plan. Sure. Uh, so that's one thing I, I always want to help people figure that part out yeah. because there are a lot of working pieces and a lot of people don't have a, a picture of it all. So that's what I help them with. Believe it or not, we're at the end of the show. Really? How yeah. did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it goes quick sometimes, wow. especially uh, when we have good people like you on no, the well, show. Thank you. All right, Cliff, give you the last word and then finish that with uh, how people can get in touch with you. Right. Uh, First of all, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, but Make It Loud works with small to mid-sized business owners uh, to help them figure out their digital marketing in a cost-effective, efficient manner. Uh, You can reach us at 678-325-4007, and we have a, a retail spot up by the Mall of Georgia that you can just walk in and talk to somebody most days, so... Yeah, and that's pretty interesting. A web optimization digital marketing company uh, is getting most of its business through brick and mortar, which is interesting. A whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole other discussion, I guess, right? Now, I wouldn't say we do most of our business Well, that you way, know, but... <laughs> I mean, there's, people like it, right? Yeah, they really you know, do. It kind of sends a message. It helps them feel it, comfortable. It sends a message. You know, people do still, still like to put a face with a company or anything you know there's still a human aspect of this thing right right okay and we're not 20 year old kids we've been around a while 
We've seen it. And we we kind of know what we're doing. I've been accused of that once. Every, every, every <laughs> once in a while. So, well, anyway, that's the show for the day. And Cliff, thank you so much for being on it. Thanks and, for having um, me. We'll try to do this again because I'm sure if we wait six months, your business will probably change. And there'll be some stuff we can talk about uh, in banking as well that has changed. So, you know, uh, you know, wait, what's the expression about the weather? Well, that's now true with business. Just wait around six months. It'll change. Um, anyway, that's our show for today. This has been On the Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. On the Money is presented by Embassy National Bank. Be, follow, be sure to follow us on Twitter at on underscore the underscore money and then the number one. And you can listen to our shows anytime by visiting onthemoney.businessradiox.com. And you can also download uh, from iTunes. The piece of it that I like is I didn't think I would like it, but I actually really do like it. It's a whole video that we've, we've started doing. And so you can watch these shows at the Business Radio X channel, Gwinnett YouTube channel. And you'll look up on the money and you can see the video of, of this show. Um, and, uh, like I said, didn't think I'd like doing that, but actually it's turning out pretty good. So, um, until next time, I'm Joe Moss with embassy national bank. And remember, we, I think we're adding one more today. Be careful out there. Leave fear in the back seat. Stay authentic safeguard your data that we learned that one from last week or two weeks ago and then from cliff something that my mentor used to tell me all the time and cliff reminded me of it is don't ever lose your sense of humor um, you got to have some fun in this world so with that we'll talk to you next time and thank you so much